Easter is not just a one-day event, but it is a 50-day season spanning from Easter Sunday to Pentecost Sunday that marks the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the ways and the ways we live into the reality just as Jesus disciples did. This is the season for us to revisit the foundation of the faith. Today we will spend time together to think about what it means to be disciples of Christ through today's scripture lesson. Let us pray. O oh, gracious Lord, we invite you in this place as we are about to listen to the word of God you prepare through my mouth. Please guide my lips and tongues and help us to have open hearts and open minds and also open ears so that we may hear what you want us to hear and to do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Love one another. Love one another. Love one another. Okay, my sermon is done. <laughs> one more can I add to this? <laughs> this short message is a new commandment that Jesus gave to his disciples during the Last Supper. And it is also one of the lectionary lessons from 1 John for today. Today's Gospel lesson is a part of the collection of passages known as the Farewell Discourse. You can say this passage is sort of like Jesus' last will and testament because Jesus is preparing the disciples for a life after he is gone. Jesus invited his disciples to the dinner that became known as the Last Supper. He washed each disciple's feet and gave them this last commandment in a solemn and a calm manner. You guys are hearing okay, my voice? Okay, good. Interestingly, he carefully selected who he gave this message to. The passage says, when Judas had gone out, Jesus said this. The short sentence gives us an insight that this farewell discourse was designed only to be told to the inner group of Jesus, who would truly listen to him and follow him accordingly. Jesus carefully and tenderly spoke to his disciples about the future by calling them little children. Like a loving father concerned about his children who were vulnerable and disoriented. He did not want them to panic but tried to explain things the way that he could they could understand. Jesus said to them that he would, he would leave them soon 
and he gave them a new commandment, love one another. Some of you cleverly might think that, oh, this doesn't sound new. Yes, right. This sounds very similar to the old commandment, known as the greatest commandment to the Jewish community that is written in the Old Testament. More specifically, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and 6, and Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. The commandment to love goes back much farther than Jesus. Many of the disciples already knew it, read it, prayed it, and committed their life into it. But why did Jesus tell this seemingly new but old commandment to his disciples? I think, firstly, the commandment to love one another serves a special purpose. Jesus slightly changed the phrase from love your God and love your neighbors to love one another. Uh, Kathy, can you change the slide, please? This change calls for mutual love. Jesus knew how they would feel after he was gone. Losing their master, they would feel abandoned or orphaned or afraid. And they would need each other to cope, cope with their grief over Jesus' death and their anxiety over separation. They would need each other's love to safeguard their identity and goals as a group. In their time of grief, in their time of uncertainty, mutual love would be the best remedy to those who would be strengthened with stress and fear. Through love, the disciples could lift each other up and care and help each other by loving. It is the same for us. We are gathering here as a church family. It is our responsibility to take care of each other by love. If someone is down, we lift them up and we pray for them. If someone has something to celebrate, we are happy for them and bless them. If there are some physical and emotional needs, we offer ourselves to meet the needs. If we are to do that, the first step is to get to know each other. And spend time, and spend more time with our brothers and sisters who sit right next to you, who sit before you, and who sit behind you and also who are joining us online, and who, those who we haven't seen for a while. So that we can figure out how to pray for, how to help, how to love each other. 
especially during the, during the time of pandemic, mutual love is the most important thing we can provide for each other. Because that love lifts us up and sustains us and helps us to, to be positive and also to live in hope. Secondly, I think Jesus told the commandment to love one another to his disciples because it is a mark of discipleship. Reverend Courtney Allen comments that the commandment to love one another was not new until the qualified phrase, as I have loved you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you okay back there? <laughs> Don't worry about Joe. Yeah, everything is fine. <laughs> Adding this phrase not only gives new meaning to the old commandment, but it also makes a huge difference from the old commandment. Think about it. Love one another and love one another as I have loved you. It's different. The later one gives more specific instruction on how to love one another. We all know how Jesus treated people, how Jesus cared for people. Following Jesus' ministry, the disciples witnessed it. How Jesus loved all who came to him, in spite of their social standing and gender difference, and despite his own hunger, fatigue, or risk of life. Jesus called to them, fed them, taught them, and prayed for them. Earlier in the night, Jesus even washed the disciples' dirty and dusty feet. Now they were commanded to imitate Jesus Christ and to do the same thing to one another. Because to love Jesus is to love fellow believers and vice versa. A few years ago, I attended one of my previous church members' funeral. There, uh, at her funeral, there were flower seeds packet right next to the guest signature book. And on the packet, it said, remember me in hopes that people would remember her whenever they saw the flowers blooming that came from the seas. I think that Jesus gave the new commandment to his disciples, the ones who committed to follow Jesus with the same intention. Jesus planted seeds of love in the disciples' hearts with the commandment and asked them to nurture their seeds by sharing their loves with others and one another so that whenever they practiced loving one another, they would remember Jesus Christ. And in their loving words, they could live in his image and also in his presence, although Jesus no longer physically 
present. And now the same commandment has given to us. How should we live out the commandment, especially during the time of pandemic, where there are so many hate crimes existing? When you hear Black Lives Matters, stop Asian hate, what comes to your minds? Political statements or something that you are not interested or relate to or something that you do not want to talk to, talk about. Those two slogans are just part of the many hate crimes regarding race, color, gender, social orientation, religion, and disability that are happening throughout the United States and around the world. How can we react and respond to those unjust acts based on Jesus' commandment? Love one another as I have loved you. Before treating this movement as a, as a political thing, I want you to remember how Jesus treated those marginalized, outcasts, and sinners, how Jesus stood for them and cared for them. They were the friends of Jesus. Although the religious leaders gave the evil eyes to Jesus whenever they saw Jesus associating with those groups of people, Jesus always stood on their side and advocated for them because they were the lost sheep. And also they were the beloved children of God. Church, the commandment, love one another, it is not easy to practice. Certainly, the disciples find themselves in lots of places in which love was hard to come by following Jesus' death. They were fearful, anxious, concerned about how they would carry on the message of Jesus if they would be persecuted. You and I do not have to think hard to know the places in our lives in which love is hard to come by. Nevertheless, we should and we must remember we are supposed to live especially when love is hard to come by. We should remember the new part of the new commandment, love one another, just as I have loved you. And you also should love one another. Henry Nouwen, a Catholic priest and a theologian wrote, if we wait for a feeling of love before loving, 
we may never learn to love well. Mostly, we know the loving things to do. When we do love, even if others are not able to respond with love, we will discover that our feelings catch up with our acts. This kind of love that Jesus commands of the disciples is the defining characteristic of God and of Jesus Christ. And it is also the defining characteristic of the Christian church. It is true that the only way the world learns and knows the love of God is through us, through each one of us. And the world is looking for the mark in us that comes from our Jesus Christ. In John chapter 14 and verse 15, Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commandment. Brothers and sisters, do you love Jesus Christ? Then let's keep the commandment together. And living the way Jesus lived, choosing love even when love is hard to come by, extending love when people are unloving, taking the love God has for you and pouring out, giving love away again and again. It is our life's work that Jesus commands us to do and it is how we show to the world that we are the Christian and we are the disciple of Christ. Let us pray. Our loving God, we thank you for the new commandment that you gave to us. As the new commandment will be enough to sustain the disciples as they figured out how to live after you were gone. We pray that it is enough to sustain us through our challenging times. Each time, help us to choose love and to bear witness to God's or encompassing and radical love for all the world. So Christ and your love will be known to the world by our love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.